Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Romans chapter 8, we're going to go back into what I was teaching on or preaching on last week. Now, I I have not released this to anyone except the Holy Ghost, but uh, I just want you to know that for the month of March, you don't never want to miss church. Shout amen. Amen. But for the month of March, you don't want to miss, you don't want to miss church. I'm going to preach a series called March Madness. Now, for those of you who don't watch any basketball, you know, but for everybody who does watch basketball, you understand what that is. But, but I'm going to, I'm going to preach a series called March Madness. And it's going, it's the theme of that series pretty much is, is how the world looks at the wisdom of God as madness when it comes to blessing his church. And it may look like madness to everybody else, but when we line up with what God has said, then the blessings of the Lord overtake the people of God. Shout amen to that. And so you don't want to miss that. It's going to be a powerful series as we dive into it. But let's let's go one more time into advancing to victory. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that some things... Most things. We know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, he also called, whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things if God be for us? I want everybody to shout that with me on the count of three. One, two, three. If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. Jesus said you have not because you ask not. Hallelujah. Watch this. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. That word charge means debt. Who shall bring a debt against God's elect? He said you can't bring a debt against the people of God. They've already been paid for. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake? We are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Shout amen and give him a praise for his word. 
Father, thank you that you are calling us to higher places of victory. Father, I bind up the spirit of defeat and retreat. In the name of Jesus, bow at that name. And I loose victory in the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Spirit over this house now. Father, let your sons and daughters be raised up to the army that you have called them to be in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for this. Father, Adonai, look upon my availability, please, and not my ability. Grant me a prophetic utterance to speak into the hearing of your dear people. And Lord, today let thy will be done and let thy kingdom come. On earth as it is in heaven, I submit myself to you, Spirit of God. Now have your way. Move like a mighty river in this house. In the strong name of the Lord Jesus, I pray today. And everybody said amen. Come on, let's give him one more hand clap today. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. I began to preach last week talking about advancing to victory. I want you to know today, church, now, hey, just in case you didn't have much caffeine or somebody slipped you some decaf this morning, it's like, what in the world do you even have that thing out there for? I, I told the staff, I, I have to admit, I don't, I don't even know why I'm saying this. I hadn't planned on saying this, but one time, this is just my transparency. Uh, but one time I slipped some caffeinated in the little green top of the coffee thing. I did. If you got, if you got a little messed up from that, please don't just forgive me in Jesus name and I just thought it would be kind of funny to see people who don't ever have caffeine run around. And uh, they were talking about, this is some good coffee right here. I know it is. Praise God. That don't have nothing to do with what I'm about to preach. I don't. <laughs> Amen. But I want you to know that God has set us up to win, church. Now, I know the world is saying that we're going to lose. And I know the religious crowd is saying we're going to lose. And I know that the backsliders are saying we're going to lose. Backslider, come on home in Jesus' name. I know the complacent people are saying we're going to lose. But I've come to tell you what they count as an L on the earth is a W in heaven. I tell you, God has not set us up to lose, but God has set us up to win. Every time we step on the field, there is a W on our behalf, not by our might, not by our power, but by the Spirit of God because we are here. Is. not set us up to lose the devil is a liar well pastor I feel like I'm losing last time I checked you're not supposed to walk by feelings you're supposed to walk by faith and the just shall live by faith hallelujah I'm not walking by what I see if I did that I'd give up I'm not walking by what I feel if I did that I'd quit but I'm walking by what Jesus has already said and he says yet yeah, in all these things you are more than a conqueror through me hallelujah now I'm going to preach in a minute but let me tell you what it means to be more than a conqueror I preached this on a Wednesday night in here one time 
But to be more than it, see, conquerors just go after the win. Conquerors just go after winning the battle. But when you're more than a conqueror, you don't just win the battle. You get the spoils of the battle. And this is what Jesus is saying to his church. I don't have you on the battlefield just to get a W. I have you on the battlefield to get the spoils of the battlefield. Hallelujah. Do you got scripture for that? Pastor sure do. The Bible says that he is a rewarder to everybody who diligently seeks him. I serve a rewarding God. I serve a blessing God. I serve a winning God. I don't serve a God that's been beat. I don't serve a God that's been defeated. I don't serve a God that's been broke. I don't serve a God that's been depressed. And the Bible says as he is in heaven, so are we on the earth. It is time that you rise up and you get the spirit of God on the inside of you and break off these heavy chains. Hallelujah. Glory. Well, pastor, you don't know what I'm walking through. Well, walk through it. Don't stop. Walk through it. Don't stop. Let God grab you by the hand and say, come on, child. You can, you can believe, you can have faith. Why? Because the Bible says that he has already conquered the world. He has already defeated the world. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We are advancing the victory. And I told you last week, I said all these things coming against the body of Christ right now. Oh, bless Jesus. You know, there was once a time where it was, oh, I don't know what the right word for it is. But let, you know, where if you was a preacher of the gospel, it was kind of, you know, you was respected. Let's use that word. But now there's more rules and more laws being made to where if you stand up and preach this glorious gospel one day, you're liable to be put up in prison, killed, and all kinds of other things. But I want to quote to you what the Apostle Paul said. He said, yet in all these things. <laughs> he says, yet in all these things. He says, whether I'm at the bottom of a Philippian jail or whether I'm preaching to the emperor in Rome, yet in all these things. He says, whether I've been shipwrecked on an island somewhere or, yeah, or they're turning around and thinking I'm a God because the Lord is moving through me. Yet in all these things, I'm more than a conqueror. And all these things that are coming against the church right now, I told you last week, they, they have an agenda upon it. Don't, can I just, listen, this is my soapbox. It really don't have much to do with what I'm preaching or a little bit it does, but, but don't buy into the world's agenda. You have been set apart. You have been separated. You have been separated by the Spirit of God and don't buy into it. I said one time, Pastor, don't you want to go be a motivational speaker? I said, why would I want to step that low? My God, I'm preaching the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm preaching the word of God that says heaven and earth shall pass away, but thy word shall remain forever. Well, I want to do something like that. Hallelujah. 
There is no, I feel the power of God on me. There is no higher calling than to be a child of the most high God. There is no greater calling than to be born again. There is no better place than to be filled with the Holy Ghost. For it is God in heaven living inside of us in the earth. Hallelujah. And I told you this agenda, this anti-Christ agenda... Well, we don't even know what you are anymore. Are you a boy? Are you a girl? We don't even know what you are anymore. The devil is a lie. I know what you are. You were created in the image of God and he created them male and he created them female. And that is what he's called you to be. And it don't matter what they pass and it don't matter what they say and it don't matter how much they give. God has created you in his image. It's time that you walk in it. Oh, hallelujah. These attacks coming against the body of Christ. They have been sent with one agenda in mind. And it is to neutralize the body of Christ. It is to make the body of Christ shut up. You want to know why they want the church to shut up? Because they have the only message of life. Peter said, where else shall I go? Nobody else has the words of life, Lord. They have the only message of life. And much of the church has shut up. They have bowed to Baal. They have bowed to the fiery furnace. But I come to deliver a message today. Heat it up seven times more. We will not bow to your worldly agenda we have been filled with the power of Jesus Christ to stand in the last day yes heat it up whoa hallelujah oh hallelujah I refuse to bow my God who am I going to bow to Mike they didn't save me. Man, they were part of me being in that mud pit. They were part of me being in that darkness. They were part of me being in that defeat. Why well, I want to run to you. I want to run to the one that reached down when nobody else could. That lifted me up when nobody else could. That breathed life into me when nobody else could. It's time. Oh, I wish I could say something else to, to this generation. You know, when I realize all, all of our youth, most of them aren't here and our young adults aren't here. I, w- I wish I could sit with my son and say, son, listen, man, things are going to be great on the earth. But I can't. I can say, son, you walk with God, you're going to be okay. You walk with God, you're going to be okay. I don't know what is going to happen. I don't know what's coming. But if you'll stay with God, God will stay with you. And the worst thing that can happen on the earth is the best thing that can happen to you. And you'll stand before Jesus. I want to know that when I'm up there before him one day, you're going to be with me. Whether it's 10 years later or 10 minutes later. I want to know you're going to be there. 
What are you saying that for? I'm telling you all these attacks, all this stuff, all the, the agenda that's being launched against the church is to make you shut up and it's to make you neutralized because dev the devil don't care if you're saved. He didn't want you saved, but he can't do nothing about it now. But if he can get you to shut up and be a weak little believer and don't pray people through and don't witness to nobody and don't give in the kingdom and just sit back and act like everybody else in the world, he has neutralized you. But God God has called me for such a time as this to raise up a people that will say, not on my watch. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The spirit, it's a spirit of retreat. When's the last time you've seen a church? I'm not talking about this one. I'm talking about, a, I'm talking about churches that turned around and said, bless God, it don't matter, we're walking forward. Everybody's in retreat. What are you running from? What are you running from? The spirit of retreat has been released and embraced by the church. I'd like to go grab a bunch of sermons. I know the Lord wouldn't have me to do this, so I'm not, but I'd like to. It's kind of like you would like to pull your pistol on the person that cuts you off in traffic, but you're not. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not. You just got, you have enough God in you to know that we don't bust caps over something like that. Amen. But I would like to go back and play the sermons from last year, the last Sunday in February. That the sermons that said, oh, we are not God bless God, we will not bow. Where are you now? Where is your voice? Where are you now? When God looked at his people, he didn't have no retreat in mind. You find one place in this glorious Bible that where the Lord said, I have caused you to back up. You find one place in this glorious word of God where he says, run and be fearful. He says, I know the plans I have for you. He says they are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Future means go forward in the Lord. Don't you dare back up. Hallelujah. And I told you last week, I said, refuse to exchange the promises of God for the temptation to retreat. I'm going on. To, that, that was kind of like my introduction. Praise God. There's a few things the Lord has put on my heart today to, to talk to you about, to preach to you about, to preach this word today. You see, first one is in 1 Kings chapter 17. You don't have to turn there. You can read it later if you want to, or you can turn there now. But, but, but in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 7 through 16, we read about, we read the story about a widow. This widow, listen now. 
Elijah would have been crucified in today's media. And in 85% of the churches, why you say that, pastor? Elijah, listen, there is a famine on the earth and it is so bad that God tells Elijah, he says, listen, the brook is dried up. I'm not going to have the ravens come and bring anymore. I have, I'm sending you to a widow in Zarephath. He says, go to that widow and she, I have called, I have called her. I have, I have spoken to her to provide for you. Now the man of God walks up. Probably hasn't missed any meals because, you know, God made sure. The man of God walks up and says, woman, I'm hungry. Go make me something to eat. I always say we know that that wasn't in the South. Because he would have got something to eat right after he got his head rung up right there. Just, I'm going to make you something to eat, but on my way. <coughs> she says, man of God, as your God lives, I only have enough to make a little bit of bread and this right here and then me and my son are going to eat it and we're going to die. She says, this is what it looks like. He says, I'm telling you, as my God lives. <laughs> he says, if you'll go and make me something to eat, the food is not going to run dry and the oil is not going to run out until God sends rain back on the earth again. And the Bible says she went by faith and she went and done this and brought it back and the flour did not run up, did not run dry. The oil did not run dry until God sent rain on the earth. Pastor, what are you trying to talk about? I'm telling you, do you need to refuse to retreat in your giving because God is ready to release an abundance. And I'm telling you, most pastors would preach this because their giving ain't good. And most preachers would preach this because they got a building campaign. And most preachers would preach this right now because they're trying to raise some money. I ain't trying to get your money. I ain't trying to raise no money. I'm trying to line you up because there is a wealth transfer that is about to happen in the world right now. And if you ain't positioned properly, you won't receive it. But for those who will say, I shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, you will be positioned to receive the blessing of the Lord. If there was anyone, if there was anyone that had a legitimate reason to retreat in their giving, in their generosity, it was this widow Man, I don't, I hope that I would have had her faith, but I ain't going to put my mouth out there. Man, this woman had a legitimate reason. We don't have nothing else. I'm about to make it in, and this is my plan. We're going to die. She says, I realize my story is in retreat. But isn't it amazing that Jesus said out of all the widows, 
This is in Luke chapter 4. Out of all the widows that was in the land, that, uh, the, the prophet was not sent to any of them except for the widow in Zarephath. Why was he sent there? Because he must have realized there was something in this woman that says, if I can get a word from God in the midst of my circumstance, if I can get a word from God in the middle of my challenge, if I can and get a word from God for my ministry, for my marriage, for my children. God, I'll follow it. And the Lord says, I, he says, he tells the birds, the ravens, don't you bring any more meat. Don't bring no more bread. He tells the brook, don't send no more water. I have heard uh, some faith from a widow in Zarephath. It says, I will not retreat if I can get a word from you. And he gives her a word. And she says, that's all I needed. I'm about to give until I see my harvest. I'm about to share until the God shows up. I'm about to release until what he said is released on me. Oh, I feel like preaching now. I will not retreat. My God, woman, don't you know what your need is? They would have, CNN would have crucified him. This preacher comes and takes a widow's last meal. And some of you would have too. Oh, come here, devil. <clears throat> you would have too. I had some religious joker. Ah. That's good terms, right? That's nice right there. That's nice. That's being real nice. I felt the Holy Ghost say, good job, boy. Uh, that's being real nice. I had some religious joker sit in my office one time. He, after, I don't know, years and years of believing in tithing and all this, he just done come up with this old life from the pits of hell that it didn't belong anymore. I felt like the Apostle Paul, man, you ran so good. Who has bewitched you, son? Anyway, he said, you telling me? <laughs> easy, easy, Pastor. I crucified that man. He still has hands. <laughs> he said, you telling me that you had a single mom out here or a widow out here that didn't have... No, hardly any money, and you telling me she's supposed to tithe? I said, Bless God, she better. He said, I don't agree with that. I said, I know that's why you're in deception because you believe that the word of God tailors to certain people. I just want to say something that's official right now. I don't tailor to white people. I don't tailor to black people. I don't tailor to Hispanic people. I don't tailor to poor people. I don't tailor to rich people. I don't tailor to Asian people. I don't tailor to anyone. The only person that's tailored to in this house is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
None of them. Don't really be. Well, I just bless God and Margaret. Let's go home. We'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. I said, she better. He said, I can't believe you would say something like that. I said, I know because you don't believe the word of God. I've had people say, you can't go teach on giving over in Africa. I said, why can't I? Did God stop being God in Africa? Did God stop being God in India? Did God stop being God in Locust Grove, Georgia? He said, I am the Lord and I change it not. He said, if you'll try me in this thing, he said, I promise you, I will open for you the gates of heaven and pour out such a blessing you don't have room enough to continue. Hallelujah. My God, I can only imagine this woman's circumstances were shouting to her. Don't you dare. I can only imagine what her family and friends say. Some of y'all have to endure stuff like that. I know you do. We've heard it. Had to pray with our dear brothers and sisters. Why you go down to that church? Why you go down to that church? I don't want nothing but your money. I told them Walmart wants your money. Every time you walk in, you keep going. And, and them folk ain't even taking no showers. Have y'all seen what some of them are wearing? I'm like, bless God. You know, we got a, a closet of compassion down 751 Dean Patrick Road. We'll put some clothes on. Why are you going down to that church? A white church. I said, I didn't know. I didn't know we were supposed to be segregated. Somebody didn't give me the email. I didn't know. My bad. Well, Y'all got black people in that church. Y'all do. <laughs> Last time I checked. <laughs> Last time I checked. So do. I don't care. I kicked that devil in the mouth a long time ago because for Abundant Life Church, we are a people-driven church. White people, black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, it don't matter. Don't matter. That's the reason I kick out everything that tries to segregate us in here. I come against everything that tries to segregate us by color, segregate us by money, segregate us by our life. I don't matter. This woman, can you imagine what she was hearing? Are you kidding me? You going to take your last meal? Don't you know that man of God has $300 shoes on? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna kick this thing until I feel the devil loose every single one of them. Haven't found anybody checking what the, what the uh, liquor store owner was wearing. Haven't found anybody checking what the, what the casino owner is driving. Haven't found anybody trying to figure out how much the, the politician's suit costs, but oh, the preacher. 
the one who gives the words of life. God, you keep him holy, we'll keep him broke. I didn't realize this stuff. I'm telling you, oh, I feel my wheelhouse now. I didn't realize this stuff, right? Until I started, uh, I became the, the senior pastor. And, and people would walk up to me like this, Pastor Antoine, and they would say stuff like this. Well, brother, you know, they're just you're going to struggle, but you're doing the Lord's work. Preacher, you ain't going to have much, but you're doing the Lord's work. I said, the devil is a liar. I broke the back of poverty with a thousand dollar seed one time. And I'm telling you, we, I have watched the blessing of the Lord fall on my house and on the business and on this ministry ever since. What are you talking about? This woman's circumstances, I promise you, we're saying, retreat. You have lost. But God had one more move. If she would have allowed her need to make her decision, she would have retreated on the wrong side of her miracle. Hear that again. If she would have, had, if she would have allowed her need to make her decision, she would have retreated to the wrong side of her miracle. Instead, she advanced in the face of her fear, in the face of her need, and she received a supernatural miracle from God. And right now, all over this nation, all over this world, there are circumstances and situations that are shouting to the church, retreat in your giving. Many right now are looking at challenges in their homes and challenges in their finances and they hear the voice of the enemy saying, retreat! But I'm telling you, if the enemy is saying retreat, then God must be saying advance because God is going to be on the opposite side of what the enemy is saying to your life right now. Sometimes people say, well, it's just hard for me to hear the voice of God. Well, if you'll just listen, if you know what the enemy's saying, just do the opposite. Oh, hallelujah. If you know what the devil's saying, just turn around and say, okay, now I know what not to do. I'm going to do the opposite. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, if the, if the enemy is shouting, give up, God must be saying stand up if the enemy is shouting fear then God must be shouting faith if the enemy is shouting be greedy then God must be shouting be generous church your harvest is awaiting you now oh hallelujah my God thank you Jesus now I, I would usually stop right here but there's somebody that's got to hear this next point. Matter of fact, much of what's done here today, you might not be able to really connect with. But you're about to connect to this one. In Matthew 15, there was a mama. <laughs> oh, this mama 
came to Jesus, man, she was, she, she was bothering the disciples, pestering the mess out of them. Like a kid wanting a quarter for a piece of bubble gum, I'm telling you, she was pestering them. Wouldn't quit. They came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, send this woman away. Jesus act like this wasn't even saying nothing. Then she came to Jesus, said, Jesus, I have a daughter at home. This one, this, my daughter is terribly vexed with a demonic uh, power, with a demon, and I don't know what to do. And Jesus act like she wasn't even talking. And she went to one of the board members and said, give me my letter of a resignation. I'm going to a different church. She didn't do that. Hallelujah. She didn't do that. That's a lie. She said, Jesus, I need you to heal my daughter. And Jesus said, woman, this is tough. Woman, it is not fitting for me to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Jesus, <laughs> man, when I read stuff like that, I start laughing. Because I'm like, that's like the worst thing you can say in ministry. He goes back to doing his deal. Eating whatever they were doing in the house. This woman kept on. God. My daughter is at home vexed with a demon spirit. I can't do anything. I've done called everybody I know to call. I've done given everything I know to give. I called the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and all the other C's. And can't nobody make this demon get out of this girl right now. And Jesus, I've done traveled all this way. See, this was a Gentile woman. And she had come into the house of a Jew, which was off limits. And she had come into Jewish territory. And now she is grabbing on to a Jewish man saying, I need your help. And Jesus says, hold on, I'm about to test this woman's faith. I really want to know, did she come in here to be seen or did she come in here to get a ta or did she come in here to get a miracle? And he said, woman, it's not fitting for me. He's eating some bread. It's not fitting for me to take the bread and throw it to the dogs. And she says, Jesus, you don't understand. I don't need the whole loaf. I just get some crumbs from you and my daughter will be made whole. What are you trying to say? I'm saying, why are you retreating in torment when deliverance is available at this moment right now? Why are you running and staying in your depression, in your oppression? Why are you staying in your darkness when the light of God is shining on an altar? And he's saying, if you'll humble yourself in due time, I'll raise you up. Well, I don't go to altars. You won't get no crumbs. I don't go to altars. Okay, go home and fix your kid then. I don't go to altars. Go home and fix your ministry. I don't go to altars. Go fix your health. I don't go to altars. Okay, deliver yourself and make the black cloud go away. 
but you can't. And neither could I. Why retreat to torment when deliverance is available? She says, oh, Jesus. He said, woman, great is your faith. If you can take some licks like that, you thought your hits were about you. You thought what you were going through was about you. It wasn't about you. It was about the generation after you. You thought what you were going through was about your marriage. It was about the generation after you. You thought what you were walking through was all about your situation. It's about the kids that are coming up after you. The grandkids coming up after you. Satan is trying to get a hold of a generation. But God has promised there shall be a remnant in the land that will serve me, praise me, worship me. There shall be a remnant in the land. One more. In Acts chapter 4, then, then Lord willing, I'm going to be done. In Acts chapter 4, man, they called Peter and John in to this place. Peter and John, have they, God has worked a miracle through their life. A man that was born lame has now been healed. He was begging for some money. Peter said, my God, you don't need no money, but what you do need, I have. I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the man got up on his feet and leaped around. And, they, and the Pharisees and all the religious crowd said there is no doubt that there is a move of God going on at Abundant Life Church in Locust Grove, Georgia. And we cannot doubt it, but what shall we say to it? And they called them in and they threatened them not to preach. Oh, I feel my help coming on now. They called them in and said, do not preach in this name anymore. Do not heal people in this name anymore. Shut your doors, Abundant Life Church, because you are a menace to society. You're reckless and you don't even know what you're doing and they turn around and threaten them and I, and Peter and John stood up and they said I as for let, this is how it is if you want to obey man more than God then that's you for you to judge but as for us I can't help but preach and talk about what I have seen and what I have heard it is time for the church to embrace a mindset of seen and heard again what are you talking about? I don't know about you, but I saw the Lord when I was in my darkest place. I saw him reach down and I saw him pick me up and I saw the Lord. I saw him restore me when I was the emptiest in my life. I saw the Lord bring provision to my house when nobody knew I had a need. Oh, I saw him show up, but then I heard him say, I have called you to be a preacher to my word. I heard him say, a thousand may follow your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. And I heard him say, I am the Lord your God and you shall never lack. I saw him and I heard him. People have forgotten what they saw and what they heard. If I have no other reason, Pastor Jason, than to be up here, it's because what I saw and what I heard 
I heard him say, come unto me, all you who labor to heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I heard him say, son, surrender it to me. I'll take you to the nations. I heard him say, keep praying, I'm going to give you a miracle, son. I heard him say, don't give up on your family, I'm saving them all. But I seen him, Pastor Antoine, I seen him when they said, you're a fool to take this church. I seen him when they said it's in debt $1.4 million and they don't even have enough people. If all of them gave, you couldn't pay the bills. And I seen him walk in and say, shut up, I'm here. Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides and I will provide. I seen him show up. Oh, I can't help but preach of what I've seen and what I've heard. Shut the doors, are you kidding Church has forgotten what they've seen, what they've heard. And that's what Peter and John were saying. Man, we saw him on that cross. John said, I was there. I watched him. Elahi Allah I watched him high on that cross. I watched him take the nails. I watched him. I watched him say, Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And I heard him. I heard him cry with a loud voice. I do now unto you my give my spirit. And he breathed his last. But I didn't only see that. He said, but it was three days later. Hallelujah. He said it was three days later and we was in our depression and we was in our pity party and we thought we had missed it and we were sitting in a room and all of a sudden didn't nobody open a door and he walked through the walls and said, why are you sitting here all down? Here I am. Look at my hands. Look at my side. Look at my head. I am the one who died on the cross and I have raised from the dead. I heard him. I heard him. I saw him and I heard him. Church has forgotten what they seen. Church has forgotten what they heard. Therefore, they think retreat is an option. My last point, I just preached it in some ways. Refuse to retreat to fearful ineffectiveness. If there was a word that you could stamp on the U.S. church right now for 90%, not all, but 90%, ineffectiveness, poo. 
like that big stamp they put on your check when you done bounced to insufficient funds. Boom! Ineffective. Boom! Nobody being saved. Boom! Nobody getting hands laid on them. Boom! Nobody being called. Nobody being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Boom! Ineffective. Why? Fear. We forgot what we saw, what we heard. Jesus, just for me, I don't know about them. But thank you for not being fearful in my mess. Man, my God, thank you for not being afraid of those demons that had me. Fearful ineffectiveness. Why retreat to fearful ineffectiveness, ineffectiveness when heavenly anointing is available? When the anointing of heaven... Peter and John had an anointing from heaven, man. It didn't mean they wasn't threatened. It didn't matter of fact, if you read on in chapter 4, they were beaten. And they walked out happy because they were, they were deemed, uh, they were deemed to, uh, uh, just fit to sacrifice or fit to, to, to be tortured for the Lord. They carried a heavenly anointing. You cannot carry. You cannot it is impossible to carry a fearful ineffectiveness and to be used in a heavenly anointing at the same time. How do you know? You got scripture? Sure do. God has not given you a spirit of fear. That means timidity. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on, Molly. Joshua said this. This is, what, this is what Joshua said, and then I'm done. I know I've preached a little long today, but I wanted to, I wanted to get this out. Joshua says to the children of Israel, he, bring, he calls them all forward, or, or the elders forward, and he says, I'm going to remind you, here we go now, I'm going to remind you what you have seen and what you have heard. I'm going to remind you that we were slaves in Egypt with no way out. No way. I'm going to remind you of the torture and the torment that you saw every day. I'm going to remind you of the chains you heard and, and the screams you heard. And I'm going to remind you of all the groans that you heard. This is in Joshua 24, by the way. He says, I'm going to remind you of this. So that when I'm gone, I'm about to die. He says, but when I'm gone, so that you don't turn from the Lord. He says, now before you answer, let me give you my answer. He says, 
Choose you, choose for yourselves this day whom you're going to serve. He says, whether you're going to serve God or whether you're going to go and retreat back to the world, choose you now. He says, but before you answer, so that you don't think I'm in a popularity contest. So that you don't think I'm just trying to do the Christian thing so that because all the other Christians are doing it. Before you answer, let me give you mine. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And that's what God was saying and that's what he's saying now. What is the Spirit of the Lord saying I get that quite often. Pastor, preacher, whatever. What is the Spirit of the Lord saying? Don't retreat. Don't go backwards. Advance in your victory. Refuse the spirit of retreat. Allow God to do something big in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word today. I preached it, Lord, like I felt you moving and telling me to preach it. God, I'm asking today. I sense there are some that have just taken lick after lick after lick after lick. And Lord, they're right on the verge going back. They're right on the verge of quitting. They're right on the verge of saying forget this. But you God in your love and grace brought them to hear this word. Even if they're listening online, you put them in front of that phone, that computer, that television to hear a word from you. Spirit of God stir in your bride again. Anoint her and let the glory of God fall on her once again. Lord, I pray today, encourage those who have been discouraged. Bring hope to the hopeless. God, bring faith to the fearful. God, bring salvation to the lost. Call the backslider home now, God. Lord, for those who are hungering and thirsting for more, baptize them with the Holy Ghost and fire so that they may be standing in boldness when you come back, Jesus. I thank you for this now. And I give you praise for this now. Glorify yourself, Jesus. In our midst today. And I thank you for it. In your mighty name, Jesus, I pray. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.